she was in service with the, without her mom and daddy being here. So we know that she come just to see us. So we're glad that she come back to see us again today. And we're glad that she's in the house of the Lord. And two young men all the way from Oklahoma here in the house of God with us. One of them has ties back all the way to Arkansas. And uh, glad that they're in the house of God with us today. And... Uh, and good to have brother and sister Harold Hall, brother Harold and sister Eloise Hall, and uh, very instrumental in helping raise me. And uh, sister Eloise was uh, very uh, persistent in trying to teach me in school. Uh, don't hold her accountable for all of that stuff because it's kind of like the old song says. Mama tried, Sister Eloise tried, but <laughs> I do appreciate that very much, and uh, I never will forget on a Thursday night, um, the Lord dealt with my soul, and Sister Eloise was very instrumental in playing a part of that service, and uh, I was young and dumb and rebellious against God. And um, I was about to leave the service without getting what I needed from the Lord. And Brother Harold come back and picked me up in his arms and carried me to an altar. And uh, I decided then, God, if it's that important to you, you might be trying to talk to me. And uh, I'm glad that I was a little smarter than those people that waited on the storm to come and the flood before I gave my life to God. And uh, that was a turning point in my life, and I've never been the same since. And I'm thankful for people of God that are here from God, that are respond to the moving of the Lord. That's the reason why it's so important in every service that we respond to the Word of God. Amen. Anybody out there today? That's the reason why it's so important that we respond to the moving of the Lord. That's the reason why it's important when the altar call goes forth that you don't run to the restroom or to the water fountain. Amen. But it's important to be in tune with what God has in store for us. So I'm thankful for people of God that love God and serve God and... Um, and uh, live a holy and a righteous life before Him. And uh, their granddaughter is with us today. And she come all the way to Sealsby just to see us. And we're so glad that she's here today with us. And um, didn't have anything else in mind but just getting to church on Sunday morning. That's all she had on her mind was just getting to church on Sunday morning. We're glad that she's here. I'm glad I'm in the house of God today. Amen. I'm glad, I'm glad that I'm part of the church. Hallelujah. It was an honor uh, for the last week and a half to have Brother and Sister Smith here with us. And a wonderful word of God. And done such a wonderful job Wednesday night talking about the church. And uh, telling us the importance of the church and how important we are to the church. And uh, I am thankful for that. 
And uh, I am uh, grateful for those good people that God has placed in our life and allowed us to be uh, connected together in the work of God that they're doing. I want to remind you this week is a very busy week and a very big service coming up next Sunday. There will be people here that hasn't been here since last year. And so we want to do our best to promote and see a move of God There will be backsliders here, and uh, we want to see God deal with their hearts and deal with their souls, move in their lives. And so along with that comes a lot of work on our part. I want us to be, number one, to be in prayer for those who are lost that will be here Sunday and uh, ask God to touch their hearts. I also want to uh, remind you and tell you there will be choir practice Thursday at 6.30 in the evening. The choir will be singing next Sunday morning, so be here for that. There will also be a list on the welcoming desk tonight, uh, following service tonight, uh, of things that needs to be done around the church. There will be a cleaning list. There will be cleaning supplies to fulfill that list. Uh, So we want you to sign your name by what you will do. And uh, when you get that accomplished, we want you to check it off. And uh, now don't go out there and sign your name up to a bunch of stuff that you're not going to do because when you sign your name up, you are responsible for that. And so this is our church, and we want to keep it clean. We want to make it look nice, and uh, we want to give it kind of a spring cleaning this week. So remember that. That will be on the welcoming desk tonight after service. Um, Uh, There uh, is a box uh, full of items that was taken from the gym uh, that that is in the ladies' prayer room. So there is neckties, there is pants, there is shirts, there is shoes, there's different things that is in there that that people have left over there. It's quite obvious the people that left them did not pay for them. So some of you parents might want to go in there and check it out because they might belong to some of your children. Because when you start paying for it, you don't just leave it laying around. Can I get a witness from the parents? Amen. And uh, so instead of throwing it away immediately, we brought it where you can uh, go through that. But uh, it will be thrown away this week or given to Goodwill. So you might want to go check that out. So remember that. Also, we're going to celebrate with Brother... Uh, Alan and Sister Angela, after service today at 2 o'clock over in the gym, there's a reception for them celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. And uh, they are two very special people. That's a very important part of this church. And uh, done such a, I tell you what, if you need things done, they're there to do it. And I appreciate them very much, and we want to celebrate with them. If they do get home, I don't know if they've gotten home yet. But uh, hopefully uh, they'll get home. They've been celebrating over in Hawaii, and uh, so I don't know if they'll, um, they'll feel uh, uh, much like celebrating today after I think it's about a six- or eight-hour uh, uh, time difference. So anyway, so remember that after church. And uh, let's get into the Word of God today. Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter number 6. 2 Timothy chapter number 6. We'll read verses number 6 through 8. 2 Timothy 
chapter or chapter four, I'm sorry. Second Timothy chapter four, and we'll read verses six through eight. The scripture says, For I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, now I want you to pay very close attention to what the Apostle Paul is saying here, what caused him and what helped him to fight a good fight of faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Now he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And then he makes statement in reference to the fact of what had kept him going. He said, there is a crown of righteousness. There is a prize at the end of this race. There is a winner at the end of this fight, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Everybody in here say, there is a crown laid up for me. Amen. Lord bless you for standing. Clap your hands unto the Lord before you are seated this morning. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to talk to you and uh, for a little while this morning about our focus, our focus, and being focused. I I find it very interesting as I go back and reminisce on the last. I guess it is three weeks, uh, starting three weeks ago today, three Sundays ago today, uh, last Sunday and Sunday before last, which was the 6th, I preached about the church. And then that night, Brother Duplessy preached about stragglers at the cross. And then following that, Brother Smith preached last Sunday morning about following him from a distance. And then again, uh, Sunday night, he talked about the church. And then again, Wednesday, he come back and preached again about the church. I find it interesting that God would lay this on my heart again today because, um, there is never, there is never a a storm. There is never a um, judgment. There is never, I don't guess, any kind of tragedy that that would occur when you look through the Bible that God did not first send a warning. We find that at Sodom and Gomorrah, we find even before then, in the very beginning, with Adam and Eve and their sin, God sent warning. We find that with Cain and Abel, he told Cain, said, if you do well, 
There is help and there is hope for you. But if you do not well, sin lieth at the door. Cain resisted uh, the, the call of God and uh, the opportunity from God. And the Bible uh, makes reference and makes a statement there that is very, very sad. One of the saddest scriptures in the Word of God. That it says, Cain went out from the presence of God. God did not leave Cain, but Cain walked out of the presence of God. And so then we go to uh, Noah's time when God got angry at, at the creation that he had created and it repented God that he even made man. But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. There's always somebody that's going to be doing right. Amen. There's always somebody that's going to be serving God. There's always somebody that's going to be living for God. There's always somebody that's going to have a made-up mind that they are going to serve God. But God made an escape route. God gave Noah a plan to build an ark. And Noah built an ark for the saving of his family and the eight souls that entered onto the ark. But the door of the ark was open after completion, after God brought Noah and his family. The door was open for seven days, giving mankind an opportunity to repent. But man rejected the opportunity. Only the eight souls entered into the ark and were spared the flood and the wrath of God. Then we go, and you continue on, Sodom and Gomorrah. There, there is a list of things that's in the Word of God. God gave them opportunity to repent. God always sends a warning. So I said all that to say this. God evidently is trying His best to talk to someone in this church. To give you an opportunity to see the positive about the house of God. The positive about serving God. I don't know who it is today. I I have been very concerned about different people in the church, but I'm always concerned about different people in the church. I don't know if it's a young person. I don't know if it's a young married person. I don't know if it's a, if it's a middle-aged person. I don't know if it's an elderly person, but I feel that with warning and the, the, the mercy and the grace of God, it's not God's will that any should perish. But all should come to repentance. Amen. God's not in this. And God did not go to Calvary for us to be lost. God did not go to Calvary for us to forsake Him and Him looking for opportunities to kick us out of the door. But I want to tell you, He went to Calvary where He could spread His arms wide to accept us into His house. Amen. I want to be in the house of God. I want to be close to God. Amen. Amen. There is 
There is a difference between remembering and longing to go back. I believe that it is very important in our walk with God that we would never forget where God brought us from. That we would never forget the miracle that God performed in our life. I, I may go a little bit slower this morning, but just just hang on just for a little bit. I, I feel a burden of the Lord on my heart. I want you to hear what I've got to say today. But but there there is there is God is so into us remembering where we came from because Scripture tells us to remember where we came from. We find that there is a difference in remembering where we came from than longing to go back from where God delivered us from. Now, the children of Israel were delivered out of Egypt. God sent them a deliverer because of their prayer, because of their cry. God sent them a deliverer. And they got out of Egypt, but Egypt never got out of them. It was always there. And they could not get far enough away from Egypt that they did not desire and long to go back. Every time they hit a bump in the road with the God, we would have just stayed in Egypt. Even one place in Numbers chapter 14 and verse number 12, it said, The whole congregation said unto them, Would to God we had died in the land of Egypt. Now look at what Egypt is. Egypt is always classified in biblical terms, applied to New Testament biblical terms, as a type and a shadow of sin. So what they were saying was, I would to God, I would have died when I was in sin. Now how foolish is that? How senseless is that? If you die in sin, you go straight to hell. Amen. So that is very senseless to make such a foolish statement as that. I would to God we would have died in the land of Egypt. That is a whole congregation. That's not just two or three people. But that's a whole group turning against Moses. And Moses, the meekest man in all the earth, trying to lead them to the place that God had called them. Can you imagine trying to lead rebellious, stubborn stiff-necked people to a place that God wants to take them and they don't want to go? Man, alive. Amen. So here Moses is. See, this is a difference between remembering where God brought you from and a desire and a longing to go back. The difference in remembering where God brought you from and a desire to go back is simply when God pulls you out of sin, you hide sinful things in your closet just in case you decide to go back. The difference in remembering what God has done is putting things back and saying, well, you know, I hate to get rid of it because, you know, I, I might, I might just, I might just see, I hate to get rid of those, those diamond rings and I hate to get rid of that, that television and I, I hate to get rid for you women, those pants and slacks and those tank tops and 
your men, your cut-off pants, and just in case. Well, hallelujah anyway. That's a difference in remembering where God brought you from and having a desire and a longing. Can I tell you this? If you get to living for God with that attitude and that mindset, you've already quit before you even start. You're never going to make it, but you have got to burn the bridges behind you. Amen. You have got to place it behind you and say, hey, I'm not going back. There's no way back, but I'm going forward. I've made a commitment to God. Amen. Amen. The difference is, is simply taking and, and, uh, you know, move, move it out, but, but leave. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know how they do this nowadays. I'm a little behind times, but leave the cable in the house just in case you need to hook it back up. I had, I had, <laughs> I had a man ask me one time what I wanted to do with it. I said, what do you want to do with this? I was holding it up out of the floor. He said, well, do with it what you want to. I just took my knife and cut it off and stuck it through the floor. We won't be needing that no more. That's what we need to do with the devil, the adversary of our soul. We need to stretch him out, cut off his head, punch him down there where he goes and say, I'm living for God. I'm sold out to God. There's no way out. There's no way to turn around. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Some of you might not like it, but it's the truth anyway. Praise. That's the only way to live for God. You can't do it half-heartedly. You ever seen anybody try to do something that, and uh, they want to be somewhere else? Man, if you want... Lord, have mercy. I've taken my kids on vacation and get so frustrated. You want to be somewhere else? Just let's go home. Let's, I, I ain't going through this. I'm on vacation to relax and have a good time. Anybody ever been on vacation with teenagers? Oh, it's a lovely, lovely atmosphere. Hey, man, everything you do, you spending money like it's no tomorrow. They don't want to work. They don't want to go on vacation. They don't want to go to school. They got a bad case that they don't want to. Amen. Anything that mom and daddy wants to do, that's what they don't want to do because you're just not cool anymore. But I tell you today, if you are not happy in serving God, there's nothing wrong with God. It's something wrong in your mind and in your spirit. You've gotten too far away from God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You've got to get your focus. Now, the Scripture tells us not forgetting where we came from. Now, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 9 through 11, and I must hurry. Now ye not know, or excuse me, know ye not that the righteousness, unrighteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicator, nor adulterous, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, 
nor abusers of themselves with men. Now, I didn't write that. The Bible said that. Amen. This is what he is telling the church at Corinth. Know ye not that unrighteousness, what is unrighteousness? Then he starts naming it. Shall an inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, fornicator. You're not going to go. I don't care what society says, that it's just a casual date and so everybody hook up. I don't care what society says, what the music industry says, what Hollywood says. No fornicator is going to make it. Hear me, young people. Hear me, young people. You better abstain from filthy, ungodly, lustful desires. Amen. You bring things into your life that is displeasing to God. You bring a reproach upon yourself. Keep yourself pure. You're not crazy because you don't sleep with everybody that comes along. Amen. You're not weird because you've never been with a boy or a girl. Amen. But you've kept yourself pure. You don't hop in bed with everybody that comes along. But you live holy and righteous before God. That's what God is searching for. Amen. Amen. Idolaters, you cannot bring things into your life that takes place of what God is. I don't care if it's cars. I don't care if it's boats. I don't care if it's RVing. I don't care if it's vacationing. I don't care what it is. You can't place it in the place of God. Amen. No gods, no sports is going to ever take the place of God. No hunting activities can ever be placed above God. Amen. No fishing activities can ever be placed above God. We must have God. Number one, no idolaters. Amen. Amen. The more, the more I am acquainted and the more, the old, I guess the older I get, the more sense that I get about this stuff. Amen. People scream and holler and rant and rave about some thug running a football or throwing a football that don't even know his name if he was spelled out in boxcar letters. They got through college and graduated because of their ability to play a sport. They got a free ride and all they are is rich thugs. And we're hollering and screaming and people's in the stands falling over themselves. What's wrong with this crazy world? Amen. You can't have these gods. The Dallas Cowboys boys is not God. The Houston Rockets are not God. The Houston Astros are not God. The Sealsby Tigers are not God. There is only one God and His name is Jesus. I'm not going to sell out my soul. To the gods of this world, the gods of sports. Amen. I'm not selling my soul to go see the Astros play. I'm not selling my soul to go see the Cowboys play. I'm not selling my soul to go see any of these teams play. Amen. Whatever caliber they are. Why? Because my God is still important. You say, what's wrong with that? God has called us to be separate. Come out from among them and be 
ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No idolaters, nor adulterers, nor adulterers. We have an open relationship. How stupid is that? See, that's what you get when you bring Hollywood into your life. You get all of these kinds of crazy ideas and these crazy opinions. Now, this is not what, this is not even what I come to preach this morning, but I've sidetracked, so I've done stepped out, I've done stepped out on, on some toes, so I might as well spin on them a little bit. Amen. But I want to tell you, we bring these things into our home. We set them before our kids, and then we say, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't live like that. Don't. Just because they're doing drugs, that don't mean you're... Just because they got their gun held up sideways, blowing people's brains out. Don't you do it. We put video games before them. Amen. Blood splattered all over the screen. That's not of God. Amen. That's not what God wants us to do. Amen. The graphic details and gore is pumping into our kids' brains. Come on, parents. Wake up and realize what we're doing. What direction we're headed. We can't say one thing and do another. Amen. But we got to put the Bible, God's Word, before our eyes that we will not sin against God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But we do these things. Listen at me, men. Hear me, women. Don't get too close to the lady at work. If she's always commenting on how nice you look and how handsome you are, you better start taking your wife to work. Amen. If he's always commenting on, you know, you look so sweet. Oh, you look nice in those high heels. You... You need to call your husband and say, hey, I got a problem up here. This guy's kind of. It's not okay. Once you fall into sin, you have destroyed something. Yes, God can restore you. And I know there's those that have fallen, and I, I am sorry about that. And I preach that God will forgive you, and God will restore you. But there is something that you would never get back. It's just like young people. Once you do that, there is some things that you can never bring back to yourself again. Amen. Once that trust is broken, there's always something. You'll be condemned by your own mind, not by God, but you'll be condemned in your own spirit about your faults and your failures and your mistakes. So I'm trying to warn somebody ahead of time. Hear what the preacher is saying today. Wake up and understand what's going on and what's taking place in your life. You've gotten too far away from God. God's not the center of your focus any longer. There's other things that's come into play in your life. Hear what the Word of God would say. What starts out innocent 
ends up in tragedy. Nor effeminate. That did not say that you had to be caught in the very act of homosexuality. God didn't call any limp-wristed, sissified little boys in His kingdom. Society, society says you're born that way. No, you're born male or female. They've been born like that ever since mankind has been born. Male and female. You don't turn 13 and decide, well, I was born a boy, but I sure think I'm a girl. No, you're never going to be one. You might as well get up and get over it. You're a boy, so act like a boy. Don't press like a girl. The only time to be hanging around the girls is when you're trying to get a date with the girl. Hallelujah to God. Amen. It's not God's will. Somebody said, oh, they're, they're not that way. How did I get off on all of this stuff? This scripture's done got me all confused here of what I'm supposed to be preaching. Oh, you know, they're just, they're just, they're just a little soft. Yeah, they're a little soft. You little daddies need to get out and spend some time with them and rough them up a little bit. My daddy told me, he said, if you're too soft, you need to get out there and get a bag of rocks or bricks and just rub your body all over them till it scars you up and roughs you up to where you look like a man anyway. Swallow something, gargle with something that makes your voice rough to where you sound like a man. Amen. This society that we have. But you know where it stems back to? It stems all the way back to what man has brought into his house and Hollywood has filtered down before. For us on a regular basis. Amen. This is all in the family. Oh, they're just a little soft until where you get to seeing it so much that it does not affect us anymore. I want to tell you, it still affects me. I still look at them and say, boy, that dude's weird right there. Amen. There's something in me, something in my spirit. That's not natural. I don't want to be around it. I don't like it. I don't associate with it. Oh, help us today. Stand up, guys. All you single boys. All you single boys. Stand up here on this. Look at this. Look at Stand up. What? You're not single no more here? Or you think you might fit in that other category? <laughs> look at these guys. They look like, they look like young men. Keep it that way. Hey, Amen. Don't wear pink breeches. Wear something that looks like a man. Amen. Wear something that makes you feel like a man. Makes you walk like a man. Makes you talk like a man. Amen. No effeminate. If you're effeminate, you can't go where we're trying to go. That's what the Word of God says. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. More of the same. Brother, if you guys ever look at another boy 
And you go, wow. He's looking sharp today. My Lord, hit the altar as fast as you can get there. Call in an army of the host of God to come pray you through. That's not natural. You girls, if you ever see another girl and say, ooh, kind of like the song said, I kissed a girl and I liked it. My Lord, what kind of sick, perverted world is this? Amen. I tell you what, it's not just the guys. The world has accepted girls together. Hey, it's cool. It's, it ain't cool. It's sick. It's perversion. God don't want you looking like a boy. God don't want you acting like a boy. Hallelujah. I, uh, I'm already so sidetracked, I might as well tr- forget trying to get back where I was planning on going. But I remember, uh, I, I, I always wanted boys. And I always kept the faith that the next one would be a boy. After four, I didn't want to be like Brother Wiggins, so um, we didn't have any more children. And uh, But I always wanted boys, so I've always bought my girls guns and fishing poles, and we always went hunting and fishing and stuff. But there is something different about a female. I can't ever remember my daddy grabbing a gun and saying, Here, uh, son, this is the way you hold this. You stand out here like... I can't ever remember him doing that. I grabbed a BB gun and I went hunting. It was natural instinct. I tried to teach my girls how to shoot a gun. They get a shotgun. They go... That's not the way you hold a shotgun. I get behind them and I grab their hips and I slide their hips. And I just... They shoot a bow and they look. That's not natural. That's not the way you do it because it's not a natural instinct. Why? Because God created them male and female. Created He them. There is a difference. There is a difference. Neither is it natural for a boy to be walking around prison like a girl. That's not natural. Amen. Stand up. Be proud of who you are. If you're a girl, use girl power and be proud of it. If you're a male, use man power and be proud of it. No effeminate. No effeminate person. No abuser of themselves or mankind. Nor thieves. If it's not yours, leave it alone. Don't touch it. You ask permission before you touch it. It don't matter if it's a quarter. Or if it don't matter if it's a million dollars. It don't matter if you, well, no thieves, nor thieves, nor covetous. You can't covet what somebody else has. And get mad because somebody else has it and you don't. 
and get mad at God and want to quit the church. Well, they got a new car and I don't have any. It's who they think they are. No, get out there and work for it and God will bless you with one. They got a new house and I, our house ain't as big as their Who cares? When we get to heaven, we all going to have a big house. We ain't even going to have to cut the grass. Not going to have to fix the plumbing. Not going to have to pay the light bill. Don't have to pay taxes. You can't covet what other people have. Don't covet their stuff. Go out and work. Pay your tithe, give in your offerings, be faithful to God. Work and God will bless you. Amen. Amen. Nor drunkards. You got to sin a little bit every day, so you might as well do the sin you like the best. And mine is I like to go get drunk on the weekend. No drunkard. You, you don't have to sin a little bit every day. That's not God's plan. That's a falsified religion of man. You can live free from sin. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from our sin. No drunkards. That means alcohol are drugs. Legal or illegal. You can't abuse them. Just because the doctor gives it to you and says, take all you want, man. You'll be a zombie. You can't abuse them. The doctor might okay it, but God never did okay it. Well, hallelujah anyway. We condemn the alcoholic that's staggering down the street with his bottle. But then we got our little bottle that's about that tall. And buddy, we get, can't, can't live without that. Got to have that. Got to have it. Come on now. God's still able to help you sleep at night. God's still able to help you wake up in the morning. God's still able to calm down your nerves. You don't need a psychiatrist. You need more of God. Amen. You don't need another pill. You need more of God. It still works, church. It still works. God's still a healer. God's still a provider. God's still a deliverer. Amen. God's still on the throne. Hallelujah. Better move on past that one real quick. No revelers. No extortioners. Shall inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going committing these things against God. But then... Let's go back to what I was going to say, and I'm getting ready to close if they come to the music. I'm not going to get where I'm going. Maybe we'll do that tonight. Where I was going is a lot nicer than what I just got through preaching. That it was nicer or? Okay. <laughs> so you have something to look forward to tonight, maybe. But there's a difference between Remembering and looking back. The Bible tells us to remember Lot's wife. 
She was not remembering where she came from, but she was looking back with the longing in her heart to go back. She came out of Sodom, but Sodom was still in her heart and in her spirit. And then the Word of God reminds us, and such were some of you. Oh, I don't want to go back over all these sins and ask what we had a problem with. But I'm sure in all of these, it catches us somewhere along the way. Such were some of you. Such were some of you. The Apostle Paul was simply reminding the church at Corinth, now you can't do these things. You can't go back to these things. But don't ever forget before you start looking down this long self-righteous nose at those who have stumbled along the way and those who have made mistakes along the way and those who are on the street drunk today and those drug addicts that's walking the streets right now trying to find help and trying to find another drug to satisfy their craving. Such were some of you. Don't forget where you came from. Don't forget what God delivered you from. You see, so many times we remember things the way that we like to remember them. All sin was not, was not miserable. There's some things I'd done when I wasn't where I needed to be with God that was really kind of fun. Just tell you the truth. I enjoyed it. But the Bible says the pleasures of sin are only for a season. Then there comes a harvest to that which is sowed. And the harvest is not always good. And it's not always pleasant. So you want to be careful what seeds you sow. Amen. But we remember the highlights. Oh, remember when? We remember when we look back over over uh, uh, vacation with Brother Harold and Sister Elois and myself. We were sitting in there yesterday talking about... A vacation that we took back in about 1970, back before the turn of the century, guys. Back in about 1977, 78, somewhere in there. I was a little guy, and uh, I don't remember a lot about it. I remember, I remember a fishing trip. I remember us being in the motorhome. I can remember different places that we went. But there was, there was a brother, um, Melvin McDaniel and his family, uh, my mom and daddy and, uh, my sister, my two sisters and myself, brother Harold and sister Elois and their three kids. There was a lot of us. There was a group of us. And we was sleeping in a, what was that, 27 foot motorhome, 27 foot motorhome and a camper truck, a camper on the back of a truck. And so we was talking about all this, and I happened to think. Now, I remember some of these things that we did, but where did we sleep? Where did we all, where did we all, you know, take care of things? Where did we all take showers? Where, where did all this take place? See, we remember the highlights, but we don't remember the miserable points. He said, well, I think your mom and daddy slept on the, the uh, table that made into a bed. Now, I can only imagine my mom and daddy sleeping on a table in a motorhome that makes into a bed. Anybody that's ever been there, those things are not comfortable. They were made for little kids about three and a half foot long. 
not for grown adults. He said, I think that's where they slept. I said, I can't imagine mom and daddy sleeping on a table in a camper. And um, that might be the reason why we only did that once. They remember that. But I remember the highlights. I don't remember sleeping on the floor. I don't remember all of those inconveniences. And that's the way that we get sometimes with sin. We remember the highlights. Oh, boy, didn't we have a time. We were drunk out of our mind. We didn't know who we were. We were stonewall crazy. We just had a big old time. But you don't remember the misery. What Paul was saying is said, don't forget the pit that God dug you out of. Yeah, you had some good times. But don't remember, you were looking for help. You were looking for deliverance. Some of you were bound by alcohol. You were bound by drugs. You were bound by cigarettes. You were bound by worldly living. Don't forget where God delivered you out of the horrible pit. And when you remember all there is to where God delivered you from, you won't be longing to go back. As we all stand today, I told you I'm going to close. If they would play something. The children of Israel, God's people, they remembered the highlights. We had a place to sleep. We wasn't sleeping in tents. We had houses to live in. We had garlic and we had onions to eat. Man, wasn't it good back in Egypt? But they did not remember that Egyptian popping them over the back with that leather whip saying, you're going to make those bricks. You're going to go find your own straw. You're going to get your own mud. This is what's got to be done today. See, so many times, children of God that desire to go back, forget the pit that God brought you out of. You forget the sleepless nights. You forget paying, what is it, $6, 4 to $6 for a pack of cigarettes that last you a half a day. You forget driving by the liquor store and having to stop and come home and fighting and you forget hiding in the restroom with your pill bottle or with your needle. You forget the sleepless nights. And so you long to go back. Not me. I remember where I came from. After all God has done for me, after what God has blessed me with, after the family that God has given to me, after the wife that God has given me, the children that God has given me, the church family that God has given me, the home that God has given me, the vehicles that God has given me, the enjoyment that God has given me, the blessings of health and strength that God has given me. You know, I know where I would be if it wasn't for God. I'd be a miserable, wretched, lost sinner on my way to hell. I'd be addicted to everything that the devil had to offer because that's just who I was. 
Amen. I would probably be divorced today if it was not for the mercy and the grace of God. Amen. But thank God I have been washed. Devil, you're crazy if you think I'm going back. Devil, you have lost your mind if you think I'm going to throw it all in. Devil, you are crazy if you think I'm going to walk away from God. God has been too good to me. See, our problem is sometimes we think we've gotten too good for God. And God is blessed to have us. Oh, how blessed the church is because I show up. No, it's not like that at all. It's how blessed I am because I can show up. You've got to get your focus right back on God. It's not on material things. It's not on the things around us. But my focus is on God. God, where would I be? I wish today that God sometimes would just give us a dream about once a month of where we would be without God and without His mercy and without His grace and without His blessings and without the goodness of God to wake us up and help us to realize how blessed that we are to be able to come to the house of God. Such were some of you, but you have been washed. As they sing this morning, I want you, if you feel like that you have been blessed, some of you, the devil has talked to you and said, ah, What's the use? Throw in the towel. But I hope today that God has gotten a hold of your mind and your spirit to help you understand where you would be if it was not for God. I want to know if you feel like that you have been blessed to be able to live for God. Would you just step out from where you're standing? Say, man, God, you've been so good to me. Where would I be without God? Where would I be without the mercy and the grace of God? Where would I be without the help of God? Devil, you're crazy if you think I'm going to walk out on God now. You've lost it all, devil, if you think you're counting on me. To get out of the ark of safety. This old ark has been good to me. I'm going to ride it from here to eternity. I'm going to stay in the ship of Zion. I'm going to stay in the ship of Zion. Why don't somebody reach out to the Lord? It's not what I can't do, but it's what God has blessed me with that I can do. It's not what I can't do, but it's what I'm not addicted to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Oh, I'm saved. I'm safe and secure in the house of God. In the house of God. He would bring me out. Hallelujah. Did He bring you out today? Why don't somebody rejoice because God brought you out? 
Why don't somebody give God praise because He brought you out today? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm saved. I'm saved. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, I worship you today, God. I worship you today, God. Oh, you are great. You are wonderful. You are mighty. It's a good life living for you. It's a good life serving you. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. 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 Praise you, God. Oh, I worship you today. I worship you today. I worship you today. Why don't you lift your hands and sing it from your heart today? Thank God I'm free. Oh, thank God I'm free today. I've been washed in the blood. Hallelujah. Been born oh, I've been born again. What a life living for God. Hallelujah. I'm saved. 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 By His wonderful grace. I'm so glad that I found out. Show me the way. Oh, thank God I'm free. I'm free. I'm free from this world of sin. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Been born again. Hallelujah. I'm saved. Show me the way. Hallelujah. 